hears, O God, shall be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prepare with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. So, um, our theme, what we've been um, or, or talking about this year is knowing Christ. And um, our pastor has really done a good job of um, showing us what to do. He, he's, he's taking us through a lot of teachings. We've talked about um, how to read the Bible, how to meditate on scriptures. And at the end of the day, it's all to um, ultimately is because he wants us to look like Christ, right? That's the whole point of knowing who Christ Jesus is. So this morning, my, um, my topic is what does it mean to look like Christ? So that's what we'll be looking at. And my text is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 14. But the main, everything, what we are going to talk about, the main thing is from verses 12 to 14. And so um, in this book, um, Paul was talking to the Colossians. He sent a letter to the Colossians to let them know that um, now that they've received Christ Jesus, it is important for them to forget about who the old self is. It's important for them to put to death, you know, the old man and then put on the new man. So that's what we'll be talking about this morning. When we read verses, um, okay, let me start from the verse one. He says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. And then he goes on to tell them to take off the old. Now, what is the old? He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Amen. So as Christians, or as people who have come to know Christ, we are supposed to put off this old life, anger, lies, everything that has to do with the old man. That no Christian, it should never be mentioned among any Christian, right? That you are a liar or you are full of anger or you are full of hatred. We have taken off the old person. So it's like, you know, you, you've gone out to, um, let's say, um, exercise or something and you, you are sweating and everything. And then you come in, you take a shower. Once you take a shower, what do you do? You put on new clothes, right? It's even disgusting to think that you go on and then put, I mean, put on the old clothes, the clothes that you just removed to take a shower. You go back and take those clothes. That's, I can't even think about it. So it's the same with us, right? Now that we've taken off this old person, it is essential for us to take on a new person. So that's what we'll be talking about this morning. What does it look like to take on this new person? What does it look like to be renewed in Christ Jesus? Amen. 
And then when you read, when you read verse 11, it says that here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So once we take off that old man and then we put on the new man, when people look at you, right, they, sh they shouldn't be able to recognize you. They shouldn't see the old Lily. They shouldn't see the old Robert. They shouldn't be able to trace you to a particular nationality. You know how when you are from a particular nation or a particular country, there are certain traits, right, that are peculiar to people from a particular place. It, it, it shouldn't be possible for people to be able to trace you because now you are a new person. You are neither circumcised or uncircumcised. You are neither barbarian or skitten. You are neither slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. So that is the new man. You need to put on new clothes, okay? That's so that when people look at you, all they see is Christ Jesus. So this new clothes, he talks about them in verses 12 to 14. And the first one that we'll be looking at is compassion. Now, what does compassion mean? So when I was studying, as I was reading, this is um, the, um, the definition that I came up with or the definition that I saw in other places. It is concern for the suffering and misfortune of others. It's not just an emotion. It is something that leads you to act. So we are going to look at Matthew chapter 15. We are going to look at what Jesus did, how Jesus showed compassion in the Bible. So one of the verses we are going to look at is Matthew chapter 15, verse 32. It says, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. See how Jesus thought. He saw how hungry the people was. He had compassion on them. He didn't want them to go away hungry. You know how some people will see you, they, they see people who are hungry, and then they'll go like, oh, let's just pray for them, they'll be fine. But no, once Jesus had compassion on them, he was moved to act. He did something about it. He fed them. In the same way, when you look at Matthew 14, 14, it says that when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed they are sick. So again, he had compassion and then this led him to do something. He didn't just feel, it wasn't just an emotion that he felt. He felt compassion and then he did something about it because the, the people were sick, because the people were, were not um, needed healing. He went on to heal them. Again, when you look at Mark 6.34, it says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. So from the three verses that we've read this morning, Jesus had compassion and he was moved to act. One, he was moved to feed them. Two, he was moved to heal them. And then the third one, he was moved to teach them. So what, what do we learn from what Jesus did? It means that when we, when, when we see people in need, when we have compassion on people, it's, it, should, it should move us, right? It should move us to meet the needs of people. We shouldn't just feel something and go like, oh, I feel sorry for this person or I have pity. What, what is the point in having pity on somebody and not doing anything about it? So this morning, I want to urge all of us to be like Jesus. When we see 
other people suffering when we see the misfortune of other people we should be like jesus and move to meet the needs of other people amen the second one is kindness so when i was looking up the meaning of kindness i i saw a lot of other um other words in some verses it's it looks like kindness is used interchangeably with the word goodness and so i was thinking what's what does it mean to be kind what does it mean to be good and then what i came up with was it, it just means be mindful of how you treat others right doing thoughtful deeds towards others and we can see an example of this in um second chronicles chapter 22 when um sorry when queen athelia killed like she 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 decided to kill the entire royal family right and then um um one this lady she, she was also a princess jehoshiba she took one of his Hezai's son joash and then he hit the boy just so that the queen couldn't kill um the boy and then he grew up and he also became a king this is a, a clear example of what kindness sometimes kindness involves going out of your way and even you know putting yourself in danger to help others that is it's not always like that but sometimes that is what involves and the story that i just um related to you or talked to you about which is um, the story in second chronicles it talks about how this woman boldly you know she went out of her way she puts herself in harm's way just to help somebody else now what are some of the practical ways that we can also show kindness in our everyday we don't even have to put ourselves in in any danger some of the practical ways we can we can show kindness to people or we can be thoughtful towards other people it's as simple as opening a door for somebody right as simple as smiling at somebody just give a compliment you see somebody um her hair is looking nice just say wow i love how your hair looks or i like what you are wearing it just it's just a nice way of sometimes people you don't even know what people are going through right people are down they are downhearted they are going through especially in this season in this covered season there are people who are living alone and so it's just nice right when you see people just say hi just smile at them just open the door for somebody just these little little acts of kindness they go a very long way in um you know putting a smile on other people or making them feel better about themselves so this morning i want i i just want to urge everybody that be more don't think about just yourself be thoughtful about other people be be kind towards other people as as we seek to be more like jesus and then the third cloth that jesus or god has taken out for us is humility so, I mean, there are lots of definitions for humility, but as I thought about it, the, what came to mind was recognizing that all you have is from God. That is all that humility is. I don't know if you've ever come across somebody who is proud. All they talk about is I, I, me, me, I, me. It's always about them. They, they never acknowledge, even when they did something in a team, even if it's a team effort, they never give credit to other people. It's all about them. It's me, 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 me. But today, I want us to put on the mindset that everything that you have is from God. Once you realize or you recognize 
that everything that you have from God, that everything that you have or everything that you're able to do is from God. There is no room. There's absolutely no room to be proud. Now let's look at how Jesus did this. In Philippians, I I can't read the whole thing because it's it's a long um, scripture, but Philippians 2, chapter 3, verse 11, we saw how Jesus humbled himself even to the point of death. And what happened? God gave him a name that was above all names. This is Jesus, who is God himself. If Jesus, who is God himself, who knows all things, who has all things, who is, you know, like God himself, if he could humble himself, I don't know what reason you have not to humble yourself. You Like, we don't have any excuse. I don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse because the, the person that we are looking up to, our perfect example, he was able to, you know, put, put all his... Um, his heavenly, his heavenly being, his whatever that made him God, he put it away. And then he took on flesh, right? And then he, he went to the point of death, the cross. Um, and during those times, I think um, dying on the cross was a very shameful thing. And yet he didn't think about all those things. He put all those things away. That is what humility is. And then when we look at Romans 12, 16, it also talks about, he says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. There are people who feel that they are above everybody else. They just can't associate with, you know, like anybody who is below them. They are the boss. That is not Jesus. Jesus Jesus was, he, he associated himself with everybody, every kind of person in, in the Bible. When you read the Bible, he talked to different people within the Bible. Like he just, he didn't think about him being God. He didn't think about who he was. He put all of those things aside, right? And then just as he said with everybody. And then I want us, I, I just want to give us one, um, one benefit of being humble. Maybe that is something that would prompt you to be more humble. So when we look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4, it says that by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So there are three things that you're going to get. One is riches, two is honor, and then three is life. And I think there's another um, part in the Bible also that talks about when you humble yourself, God exalts you. So these are all benefits you get from being humble. Benefits from recognizing that everything that you have is from God. So this morning, I want to admonish each and every one of us to take on the personality of Christ, to be humble in everything that we do. We should associate with people regardless of who they are, regardless of their color, regardless of their race. We should be willing to associate with all kinds of people. Amen. And then the third cloth that we've been given is meekness. When you look in other um, verses, it's translated as gentleness. So I was, I was just looking at humility and then I was looking at meekness. I've always thought they were the same. But once I, I saw both of them in this verse, I was like, hmm, then it means there must be a difference between what's um, humility and then meekness. So I was, as I was thinking about it and then researching, I, saw, I actually saw this one on somebody's um, st- um, status. And I was like, wow, this is just perfect. And then it says, absolute power under perfect control. I was like, wow, 
that's very interesting absolute power and the perfect control and then i read another i was reading another um thing and then i saw what i saw was it says it's how it described meekness it says the patience and hopeful endurance of undesirable circumstances right this identifies the person as externally vulnerable and weak but inwardly resilient and strong meekness does not identify the weak but more precisely the strong who have been placed in a position of weakness where they persevere without giving up amen i mean in today's world when when you think about meekness it has a negative connotation people use it to describe weak people they think that if you are meek then you are weak but in the bible that's not what it was jesus was described as meek several times and you and i both know that jesus is no weak person now the reason why jesus was described as meek is is um exactly what i just read is because he was he was placed in a position of weakness where he persevered without giving up when we read the account of Jesus's um, crucifixion from Mark 15, 1 to 20, you see how Jesus behaved. They spat on him. They made mockery of him. They did all sort of things to him, but he remained quiet. Why was that? Because he was seen beyond all of those things. He knew he had a mission, right? He had a mission in mind. He, he knew that this was the perfect will of God. And so he endured all the things that this, the people did to him. So Jesus is described as meek because of his submission to suffering into the will of the Father. And so as Christians, there are times that people are going to persecute us. People are going to say things about us. And then, you know, somebody will be standing there and the person will be like, won't you say anything back at them? Like, won't you fight for yourself? It's, sometimes it's not necessary. You don't have to do that because you know who you are. And you know, you know the end, right? You know the end results. You know what you are you are enjoying all those things just just so that you can submit to the will of the father right so as christians let us have this at the back of our mind that even though the world may see meekness as weakness it is that is not what meekness is meekness is actually being strong right because if you are able to um endure persecution if you are able to endure um people laughing at you, people um, looking down at you without, um, without fighting back, even though you can fight back, right? You hold, if you're able to hold yourself back, if you're able to put yourself under perfect control, that is meekness, that is strength. It takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to be able to do that. And then when we read in this, in Matthew chapter five, verse five, it says that blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. So there is a blessings in being meek. And so the next time that somebody um, laughs at us for being meek, remember that blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Amen. And remember that Jesus was also described as meek. So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to be given the same description as your Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The other clothing is, the last but one clothing is long-suffering. Other, um, other um, verses say patience. And then when you continue to read, it says that bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, 
so you also must do amen so here patience is referring to i mean patience has a lot of meanings or long suffering has a lot of meanings but here what i want um within context right we are reading it within context so here what what i want us to go home with or understand is patience is bearing with one another and forgiving each other and it's, it goes on to say that even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So just because Christ forgave you, that is enough reason for you to forgive somebody else. It doesn't matter what the person did to you. It doesn't matter how painful it was. Just remember that you have received forgiveness. And so you also have the ability to give forgiveness. When we read in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says that, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He, God is patient with each and every one of us. And I'm sure we have all enjoyed this patience because there was some time in the past where we didn't know Christ where we lived in our own self we were, we were being selfish we we're doing things our own way if christ had come at that time or if christ had killed us at that time can you imagine where would we be by now right that we, we, we wouldn't we can't be thinking about heaven we, we would probably be in hell but christ has been patient with each and every one of us not willing that any of us should perish and so the next time you find yourself being impatient with others, just remember how patient God has been with you. In Ephesians 4.32, it also says that we should be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. I like the way it always ends with, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So that is like, if you don't have any reason to forgive any person, that is your reason right there. Just because you are a forgiving person, you should also forgive others. So from now onwards, I want us to make up our minds to forgive people, even before they offend us, right? Let us make allowances for the mistakes of others, just because we have been forgiven, just because Christ has forgiven us. And so we are also in the position to forgive other people. And then the last clothing that um, Colossians talks about is in verse 14 it says that but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection hallelujah now what is love i i don't even need to explain what love is i'm sure we've all heard um what's we've all read about love in first corinthians and we know what's love is when you look at this verse he says but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection so what are all these things we talked about meekness we talked about kindness we talked about compassion at the end of the day if you don't have love none of these things even matter you you can't you can't even show compassion if you don't have love you can't be kind to other people maybe you can but you can't go you know that's extra mile you you can't it's you can't do it for long Maybe you do it for, for one, two days, and then you're tired. You're like, okay, I've been kind enough. I've smiled enough at people. I've opened enough doors for people. But when it's stemming out of love, when it comes out of love, 
all these other qualities they flow naturally they just it just comes with it so when you read in first corinthians it explains what love is it talks about how love suffers long it talks about how love is kind and these are all things we've talked about right love does not envy love does not parade itself love is not puffed up it's it does not behave rudely it does not seek its own it is not provoked it thinks no evil it does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth it bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things and this is what christ is calling us to do if you see somebody who loves then i mean you've seen jesus that that is like the pinnacle of christianity at the end of the day it is for us to love everybody when jesus christ was leaving he, um he left his disciples with one commandment he told them that they should just go out there and then just love people and that that is how people will know that they were disciples of christ and so this morning i want to urge each and every one of us to just love let's let's just love people the way it has been described in the bible love unconditionally just love right just look at people smile at them show compassion to people feed people forgive people all of these attributes when we put all of them together i mean that is what love encompasses all of these other things right it's it's about being kind it's about being nice to people it's about um loving people it's it's a whole it encompasses a whole lot of things and so let's remember if not for anything let's remember what christ jesus has done for us right and then just as we have received from christ give unto other people amen so that this is where i'm ending um my sermon for today that if you want to look like jesus this is what it means to look like jesus this is what it means to be renewed in the image of christ let us go out there and be meek let us go out there and be kind to people let us go out there and just love people if we need any reason the reason is Jesus Christ has given us all of these things. These are all things that he has shown us from the Bible. I mean, we took a lot of examples from the Bible. He's shown us how to do it and he's given them to us. And so we have the ability each and every one of us. There are, there's no excuse. You don't have an excuse. I don't have an excuse. God has given each and every one of us the ability to be kind. And this is the new clothing that he has put out for us. He says this is what he wants us to wear as Christians. That is that is how people are going to know that we are disciples of Christ. That is how people are going to know that we are sons of Christ. That is how people are going to know who Jesus Christ is. I remember I think somebody has said it before that sometimes the only scripture that anybody is ever going to read is you. They are not going to take the Bible and read it. But once they see you, once they see you exhibiting these characteristics, they see Christ Jesus and then all of a sudden Christianity is, you know, it's attractive. It is beautiful. They want to be a part of it. So this morning, as we have learned, let's, let us go out there and then just show love to people. Let us show people what it means or what it's, what it looks like to be like Christ Jesus. Amen. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for what we've read from Colossians today. You have given us new clothes. You've put, in, you've put out a new wardrobe for us to wear. 
We pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that as we go out this week, that we will put on these clothes. We will put on meekness. We will put on kindness. We will put on love. That we will show to the world what it means to be like Jesus. We will show to the world what it means to be called children of God. That Christianity will be beautiful. Christianity will be attractive. We'll be able to win more souls for you, O oh God. That is our prayer this morning. Help us, Lord Jesus, to go out there and be a vessel. Help us go out there to win more people for you as we decide to put on the new clothes that you have put out there for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Bible for the Bible.